0: What up, everybody? It's Cuff of the Vision Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency.
1: If you're looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844. Whether it's
0: home, life, or business insurance, Robert and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the
1: The Robert Robert Garcia Garcia Agency. Agency.
0: The phone number, 972-645-1844, and the website is FarmersAgent.com forward slash R Garcia. And don't forget to mention the Vision Lab podcast. To another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast in partnership with Next One Creative. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffey, alongside my co host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. The Vision Lab is the official growth mindset podcast for all visionaries worldwide, showing mad love to the cigar community. It's here in the lab where we uncover people's visions and dreams and how those dreams actually come into reality. Folks, it's all about tapping into the best versions of ourselves through self-discovery,
1: self-examination, and self-actualization. Mo. who we got in the lab today? It's been a long time coming, and i we can make this happen. Absolutely. Today's guest is a native of Cuba. He's got more than 30 years of experience in the spirits industry. Uh, he's worked with people like Bacardi International, Seagram Spirits. Um, you hear his product featured on every episode of the show. Please welcome the CEO and co-founder of Gran Brule Cognac, Francisco Tornarelli, to the Vision Lab Podcast. What up, what up, what
0: up? So, uh, here's what you normally hear on every episode of our podcast. And then we pour a little something up. And I am super uh, excited myself to have you, Francisco, here in the lab. Before we get started, I want to give a big, big shout out to Jameson and the Lovers team for the introduction. Um, You know, since this partnership has happened, it's just been a really beautiful uh, working relationship. And so, Um, you know the product itself is amazing and we're going to get into that but such an honor to have you here into the show today sir. No thank you very much (laughs) thank you for that warm welcome. Absolutely, It's
2: truly a pleasure to be here and it is a long time coming and I'm here to tell you our story and fulfill the vision of this program and like you said it's the best realization of ourselves and the people that we impact.
1: So I mean, first question that's on cuff and I, both, both of our minds, why cognac?
2: Um, my experience in, in beverages, <clears throat> I was always very interested in terms of what was up and coming, what were, what were people looking for. When I worked at Seagram, I was what they called the global group head of tequila. And back then, tequila was <clears throat> five, five or six million cases, and it was largely controlled by two, by two large companies. It had one set of cocktails. And although there was a lot of Mexican food, everything was, and that, I'm sorry, and that was part of the success of tequila, right? because it basically it was it was, an, it, was a, it was an occasion tied to to meals. Today, tequila is almost twenty million cases or thereabouts, um, in terms of consumption, it's very very um, diverse. And what I found in cognac was the same thing it was a it was a small category growing very fast in double digits. It was there was a huge aspect of cocktailability to it, and cognac. When you go back in history, it was one of those. It was it was a base spirit for many of the cocktails that you have today. So all I could see was basically through education and through trial and through a strong strategy that focused on quality, premiumization, cocktailability, that this category could only go but up.
1: Wow, wow!
0: I actually want to hit the rewind button, right? I want to go all the way back to Cuba. Right. Um, Did you grow up in Cuba?
2: No, 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 no. I'm very proud to be Cuban, but we left right in the revolution, right during the revolution. Everything was confiscated. Our family lost everything and we had to start all over again. We're very grateful to this wonderful country for giving us that opportunity.
0: So my wife is is, uh, an eighth Cuban and I had a chance to go to Cuba when when everything was opened up for however long, maybe a year, 18 months or something like that. Love the, the history, the architecture, the people, um, just a phenomenal um, country to, 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 to be in and, and really look at. Um, you talked about the fact that your family lost everything. You guys came here to the States. What does, how did that um, impact you in terms of like developing a work ethic, your character, your vision on, on, on how you move about and through life?
2: Yeah, I mean, when you see a father working two full-time jobs and giving you everything, it instills in you a sense of responsibility, an extremely strong work ethic, and one of sacrifice. Uh-huh. Where basically, you live. You live to make to live. You live for other people, right? And it's not about. And it's not about being totally selfless, but it just shows your commitment, your sense of responsibility to, to to, do things beyond yourself. Right, and that's what we saw in our home, and we just saw a lot of hard work, and dedication, and they weren't words, it was actual actions that we lived.
0: Yeah, I, it, and I can speak from personal experience, because like I said, my, my wife's grandfather is full Cuban, um, you know, the love, the, the hard work, community, family, those are really core tenets of, of the culture. Um, as you become the, the president and CEO of Grand Brulot, does any of that translate to, to the business, aspect, uh, business world? Completely. For
2: example, one of the things that when we started this company,
0: the company is called Destilliere,
2: And Destilliere is comprised of two words, destillat, and alier. Destilat refers to that first liquid that comes from distillation, and it's a proof of all the dedication, hard work of many people to make sure that the quality of the product, the grapes in the field, with the Tardy family making sure that all the that we recognize all the effort that goes into that first drop. And then it comes in; it's from the forest, alier forest, and that's a very strong wood, right? So it's a matter; of, it's it's a point of bringing together that dedication and hard work and with that strength. And that strength comes from character. And that's what we build on.
0: I
1: love that. I love that. We're looking at this bottle, right? It's a beautiful design. Obviously, it's a great product. You know, we, we stand behind it for a reason. To, to double up on the, the your background being tied into Grand below and the business, when you guys are actually saying, okay, we want to make a cognac, but obviously you've got a little different flavor than just your regular, everyday cognac, why go in the direction when it comes to the coffee and some of the, 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 under, the undercurrents, if you, if you will, of Grand Bruneau Cognac? Well,
2: to give credit where credit is due, the original product was developed by Romain Francois Bruneau, and he created this product back in 2013. And in, in June 2015, he asked one of my good friends and partners up in New York that if he, we were interested in investing in his business. And we loved the liquid, we, lo- we liked the bottle, we liked everything about it. And when we looked at it, we started studying, because one, one should look at things not from what they like, but more importantly, what other people or how other people are going to engage with it, right? So what we did was we studied it. We studied, we validated all of my thoughts behind the category, and then we were looking to the consumers and the people on the ground, bartenders, bar owners, uh, general market, African-American, Asian-American, Hispanics, to give us their thoughts on what that initial initial product looked like. And I always tell people that it's never about... no, No one person ever creates the whole success behind anything, right? It's always a group of people. And for example, and going back to the story about in terms of those values that you have, humility is huge. Wow. Right? So you got to be humble enough to know what you don't know. And then you got to go back and say, let me ask the people that, that deal with this every day what they think. So we tested that original bottle. And bar owners, the people, the people that served the drinks, the people that served the bottles on the floor said to us, listen, really pretty bottle, but it really doesn't work because it's going to tip over in bottle service. Okay. You know, if, you have, if, you, if you're saying it's cognac, well, is it all cognac or just a little cognac? And if it's brandy, is it French brandy or is it just any brandy? And if you're saying coffee, what kind of coffee? And if it has coffee, does it have caffeine? doesn't have caffeine. So at the end of the day, it was all these things and saying, you know what? We have a great germ of an idea. It's a nice product, but let's give people what they're asking for. So, for example, this wonderful design that we have, I actually copied it from bur- from a bourbon uh, entry. It was in the New York Times, and I thought it was fantastic and it had the it had the elegance it had both the masculine and the f- it was both attractive to men and and women and the label was something that stood out with colors that people were embracing which is black and gold. so what we did was we basically said well. It, and me personally, for me, anything that, that I was ever engaged with, everything had a be pe- everything had strengthen the story. If you wrote a book, all the chapters have to lead to that wonderful ending. You can't you can't skip a chapter. Right? So like that in this bottle, you know, it's an 80-proof VSOP cognac. VSOP means very special old pale. And it's minimum four years in barrel, worth four and a half to five years in barrel. Wow.
1: Mm?
2: Going back to before about distillier, the, the, the lier, which is from the alier far, that's where we have our wood. So we have it from that wood, which is grainy wood, which imparts a lot of character to the drink. Our coffee, we chose the best coffee. In fact, in the coffee, originally we went to Ethiopia, we went uh, to get the coffee from Ethiopia, right, which was really resonating high among consumers, but it didn't blend well. So then we said, well, what's the second best or oh, the second? That, that works, that blends well with our brand, and we chose Ecuadorian. And if you look at the coffee market, 70% of it is Arabica bean, and a lot of people talk about Arabica. We went with 30%, which is Robusta, right? And the Robusta worked better. If this was just a marketing story, we would've gone, excuse me, with Arabica. You know, play on all those things that people like to hear. And for me, that's not what life is about, right? you make choices and you got to prove why it it works, and in our case we chose that because it worked with the brand, and when we blend and age it, it works really, really well. Also in caffeine, you know, energy drinks were really, um, were resonating very high with the consumer, and people were talking about 240 milligrams, you know, and having a lot of fun and keeping it going the whole evening. And our position was, no, you know, let's make sure that people have something that they would normally have. So we chose a caffeine content that you would have in an espresso.
1: You don't okay. wanna be a fad.
2: Right, exactly. We're, I'm not into fads, right? This is, this is, this is supposed to outlive me,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? So, so whatever you have ground below, you're getting that 80 proof, which is 40% alcohol. You're getting spectacular coffee. You're getting the caffeine that you would have in a, in a shot of espresso and, you, and, and it's aged to the, you know, it's aged four and a half to five years in barrel for the VSOP. But then we age it again with the coffee and the cognac.
0: What do you mean you age it again?
2: Yeah, when we, when we make the blend of the VSOP with the coffee,
0: mm-hmm.
2: we age that liquid again. And that can be anywhere from three to four months. If the master blender decides that, it's, that it fits the, the profile earlier, he'll make that decision. But that's why we say that this is a brand that's, that the coffee and the cognac are blended and aged together. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. How, how difficult, you talked about your master distiller just a second ago, mm-hmm. but how challenging is it to, for replication or duplication and having a consistent product every single time? Well, that's his job, right? So for example, our
2: distillery is one of the major suppliers for Hennessy, right? So that's a great validation of our cognac, our eau de vie, right? Um, It's his job to make sure that every drink is as, I always said, this is what I've been saying for my whole life, It, it it always has to be as good or better than the last, right? So, when people, when when professionals in the industry, people with a very developed palate, taste Grand below, the instant playback is, oh, this is perfectly balanced,
0: right? And that's you, a good. That's a good. That makes a lot of sense yeah. because it is. I mean, you got three different flavor profiles. You got in a lot there. going on, but it is a perfect balance. Yeah.
2: And it goes really well with, uh, like, that's why, you know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But for cigar smokers, you know, we were at, um, at the Big Smoke in Nevada in 2019. And we were, we were and I say this, and I, somebody can say that I'm wrong, but I'm not. <laughs> and that's that we were the preferred drink in, in Las Vegas at, that, at the cigar show. Mm-hmm. There were 4,000 people there. Everybody was our table, and when they'd come over, I'd say, hey, can I, you know, can I tell you about the brand? He goes, oh, God, no. Everybody's already told us about it. We just want to drink. Oh, wow. You know? That's a
1: huge compliment. Right. Well, um, as we continue this interview, allow me to say thank you to uh, a woman who has supported us, and uh, we are happy to uh, support her. That's uh, said Lena Brown and the family of Blonde Smoke Cigar Lounge. Congratulations on the new location. Uh, Visionary's new location is 1604 North I-35 in Lancaster, Texas. The zip code is 75134. EB, thank you so much for all your support. Congratulations on the new digs. We will see you soon. Absolutely.
0: So, okay, so we kind of got into the, the cigar realm. Um, when you look at this, how do you pair this? Like, what is this paired with? Is this paired with a mild, a medium, a full body? Um, what is your recommendations? And one of the things I didn't know, by the way, Francisco will have a cigar every now and again as well.
2: Yes, I love a cigar, but people that know me, I'm all about the environment
0: and the socialization.
2: So I'm by no means an expert. I leave that to people that know a lot more than I do, Mm -hmm. but I love a Padrón.
0: That's me all day.
2: I love them. I love the Monte Cristo. Um, The other day I was having my my daughter. Her friends are the families of La Flor Dominicana. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. La Flor Dominicana. There's Idoa, which is the other one. So my daughter will will be and her one of her best friends is the granddaughter of the founder of Padron. So in my so in my house, you know I have all these people. You know. Drones um, everywhere. You know they have. Um, well, I have. <laughs> I got a couple, but. But basically, it's really funny, we started with this thing and we started talking about cigars and my daughter comes and goes, oh, Bobby, you know, I got this, I got,
0: you know, these are my friends.
2: So it's really, really neat, you know, how everything just comes together in such a small world.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So how would you, what would you pair this
2: with? Um, for example, in in New York, the Monte Cristo Lounge, it went really well with the Maduro. Okay. Right? I love a good Maduro. And straight. Without, without the rocks, okay. and it was just a great compliment. Um, I personally like lighter cigars. Okay. So you're on the model
1: side. Yeah. You like okay. Connecticut's. hmm Okay.
2: So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's about preference. Um, we had a... What we, what we usually do is we'll ask people, definitely not me, <laughs> but they can tell you exactly why one cigar appears better than the other, and then the type of cocktail they would prepare for it. You know, so what I do know is that in my home, whenever my friends come over and I open up the humidor and I open up a bottle, my wife leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I know it works. So the bottle's gone, the cigars the couple cigars are gone, and it's a phenomenal evening or early morning.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, real similar to cigars, there are they're different notes, different profiles. Um, you know, different regions, etc. What's inside? Uh, and we don't, we're not looking for like the special sauce, right? Mm-hmm. But like, what is in uh, Grand Bruleau? Well,
1: it's um, they pause because they just regard their proprietary <laughs> information, yeah. <laughs> no, but,
2: but, I, but this is a really good question because if I weren't able to answer it,
1: what kind the, of owner would you be
2: then? Th- then you gotta look for somebody else. <laughs> right, so for example, we're from the Finbois region. In Cognac there's six regions. Right, we're from the Finbois. And our wood, but the wood the wood that we use for the for the for the aging, it's rougher than you would find in Petite Grand Champagne. So it's gonna be earthier, it's gonna be I I hate to use the word rougher because when you taste the price it's extremely bold. smooth. It's more bold. Right. And it's 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 a um, it's a it, it's a really rich taste. Yes. It's like when people talk about vodkas, right? And they say no six time distilled, eight time distilled. Well, at the end of the day, you're drinking alcohol with water. There's no character. So I like to think that we 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 have a lot of character. But like going back to three minutes ago, it's perfectly balanced. It is. Right. It works really well. So the coffee comes in late, and when you try it. The cognac comes in. There's a little. There's people will will taste spice. Mm-hmm. Mm. They'll taste a little bit of coffee at the end. But your mouth, but your mouth is, it's full. But it's it's welcoming to any other anything else that you're drinking or eating.
1: Gotcha. I want to switch gears, Cuff. So we've got this great product. Um, again, thank you for making the trip. The trip to Dallas. I want to really get into the nuts and bolts of who you are, Francisco. Um, obviously, you know, your background, you, 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 you've seen hard work firsthand, and you know what it's all about. But what are some of the tents that you stand on when it comes to business? Like, when you wake up every day as, as CEO and co-founder of this amazing brand, this amazing product, what, 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 what's your mission statement as far as you as, a, as an individual? What do you stand on?
2: I stand on integrity. Um, I wake up every morning knowing that I love what I do, right? So when I, so when my kids asked me, they said, what do you want from this? I said, I want my grandchildren that every time they go to a bar, they see grand below. They see, they see that bottle in the the best places and they know all the hard work and sacrifice that went into that bottle. So the most important thing is is the hard work, deep appreciation of people, keeping my emotions in check to make sure that I'm always motivating and leading. I don't accept any excuses because for me, that's a, that's a sign of weakness. You can hit unfortunate circumstances. We all have. I've had my share. But it's all about taking responsibility for your actions. And that for me is... There's you you can there's no ex- there is no excuse right so it's 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 getting up in the morning loving what you do treating people right um, being patient that if my family were here they'd say wait a second you're the least pe- the least patient person <laughs> we know
0: <laughs> so well you have expectations
2: right and at the end of the day you know um, yeah, it's leading by example, right? So, for example, when I, when I get up in, in the morning and I'm looking at what I have to do, I know what I have to deliver. And it goes from, I always say that my passion is with the consumer back, right? For me, I see what the consumer wants, what the consumer deserves, and then it's a chain. So if, my, if I'm treating my people right, and i'm treating my investors right and my investors are treat are working as a team with me and all, all of that respect and trust has to start filtering down right because at the end of the day if i treat the sales company correctly and everybody that that works with me treats them with that with the deep respect that i demand it's not that's not that's it's not negotiable not negotiable no i've I've gotten rid of people for, for being disrespectful to to people, and I've thrown people I thought were my friends out of my home for being disrespectful to people that work with us. So, so that's not negotiable. So, if you're if you're a good person, and and you treat everybody with respect, ultimately that plays back to the consumer. Um, we always said that we're the smallest company, and I've always worked with large companies. I worked with Pepsi, I worked with Colgate, I worked with Seagram, Bacardi in Europe and Latin America, and with Seagram I was global group head. So there was a, there was for somebody without those values, there was that there was that chance that they could be disrespectful. With me, that never happened, and if it did, I was corrected very quickly early on in my career. You know, so. As a mission, it's to be the small company that everybody wants to work with, that everybody respects and trusts, right? So when a large company comes into a bar and demands and pushes and threatens, we're the ones that we go in and and people want to work
0: with us. It goes goes back to that humility that you talked about earlier.
2: Right. Like I tell my kids, I said, you know, when people talk about respect, you can't demand it. You got to earn it. And I don't care who you are. Right, so when respect is not earned, it's because you're feared, you know? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's something that for me, you know, when you're admired, people want to do things with you and for you. When you're not admired, they might do it for a paycheck, they might do it for something, but given one chance, they'll do it someplace else. You know, so for me, it's earning that. You know, showing through, leading through example, and showing them that you can do the heavy lifting, you can, be a, you can have the title of a CEO, but you serve
1: coffee, you help with everything, and that's how it is. We're talking about leadership, and from your perspective, what's the hardest part of being a leader?
2: Making the tough decision when it's gonna cost somebody something important. So, to be clear, when somebody is, you love the person, you understand that they try really hard, but they just don't fit, right? So, and so basically, it's the best way to say it is, you know, you're actually doing them a favor, but it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You can show compassion. You can be. You can show empathy, right?
0: You can be a human being. You can be a. You can be a damn good human being. Where did all this come from? Like, wh- how did you learn it? Is it? getting out there and just doing it? Because you, you, you didn't have a background as a business owner before, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I've always been entrepreneurial. You know, when I was at Colgate, I was that guy that, I was in product management, early in my, I was 20, 22 years old. And I was a toilet soap category leader by 23. And one day, one of the groupers, who's still a great friend of mine, this is what, 40 years ago? And he said to me, we have this product that doesn't work. Do you want it? Either you're going to hit it out of the park or it's going to be a flop. Or it's called Fabuloso.
1: <laughs> and you said, give it to me.
2: And I said, give it to me. I mean, and, and to this day, there was, um, it was... And back then, because somebody took credit for it a while ago on LinkedIn, it was really funny. And I saw it, so I went back and, and I keep everything. I have everything in writing and stuff. And I called the old group, or called me the group product managers, right? And I was a, a, a category manager and a brand manager, and and I said, to him, can you imagine the gall of this person to take credit for this? I said I challenged him to tell me who was the chemical company that made the formula, who did the graphics in South Carolina, who what what Swiss company made the bottles? I had it all, right? Because it was it was something how we how we how we uh, evaluated the impact of the UV rays on the liquids at Lavanda and Floral. So it's one of those things about understanding the business, I mean the brand, from its inception, right? So it was part of my personality, in in terms of that. I learned from my father. You know, it was first to the office, last to leave, and there was never any job too great or too difficult, and you always demand respect. You know,
0: makes makes it kind of a pain in the ass, but that's that's how it is. You know, you kind of mentioned your father loosely. I know that we've had some conversation around him um, and the impact that he's had on you. Um, real quickly, can you talk about the impact that he's had on, not only on your life uh, from a personal standpoint, but also from a professional perspective?
2: Well, it's difficult right now, but
0: yeah. I know.
2: Yeah. um, He led by example. Yeah. You know, so...
1: Action.
0: Yeah. Action. Yeah, it's it's very hard. Just passed away, so... Yeah. And we, we, as we have said before, you know, for who you are um, to us and the, the, the respect that you've given us, I... We obviously share our condolences um as it relates to that um but I think you're doing a damn good job of you know following in his footsteps you know so um it's been an incredible relationship and and watching the the brand take off I'd like to get into the market right yep and and what do you think the market you know obviously you did a market analysis right you know what um you know, certain specific demographics are doing, why Grand Bruleau was the selection. But I'd like to get into where the market is against the forecast that you originally saw a couple of years ago.
2: Well, the brand, when we launched it, it was fourth quarter 2018, mm-hmm. right? And our projections were very aggressive, right? So anybody in this business knows that one thing is what you put on paper, and then the other thing is reality. And the reality, is basically impacted by timetables. You're a brand new, you're a new brand um, with a new proposition. People would often refer to us as a truly unique brand. We are the only 80 proof shot of cap, shot of super premium coffee in every sh- uh, in every shot with a VSOP cognac, right? So the first challenge was was getting the distributors. Once they signed on. When they were actually going to ta- when they were actually going to launch the brand, so that in of itself had some delays. So where we are was largely impacted by delays in rollout, rollouts by distributors, and then COVID, basically, basically hitting us extremely hard. Right. In, New, in New York, for example, we had over two hundred and sixty accounts. Uh-huh. We had everything from we were the espresso martini at Bagatel. We, uh, we had the Christmas drink at Radio City Music Hall. Wow. We were, the dr- we were one of the many drinks at uh, re- a Dead Rabbit. We were at La Goulou. We were at Le Bille Bouquet. Um, we hit every fine dining restaurant in New York. And I say that because I would challenge anybody to tell me that I'm wrong. But that you're not. I'm not.
1: <laughs> Might
2: be the I'm hump- my humility stops at the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so, so we had all the um, uh, Gub Shop, um, Dirty French, like um, uh, Christ, you know, in, in London. For, well, New York's just finished up, but basically we covered all of downtown. We covered off of Midtown, Upper East Side, you know, Bar Italia on Sixty Fourth and Madison. We're very, very proud of our placements
1: mm-hmm.
2: because it basically supported what the brand's DNA was, which, which was really about a quality statement. And more importantly, it was—it's a brand that not only works on its own, where you, you can sip it straight, you can put it on the rocks, but then the range of everything else is just—it's just extremely versatile.
0: Coffee, uh, put it, definitely put in some coffee. Right. Ice, so, cream, ice cream. Ice
2: cream. Well, the affogato is insane. Yes. You know. So tiramisu is also incredible. But it's a brand that just works. But the most important thing and what we're focusing on right now is the espresso martini. Because I would challenge any one of these wonderful listeners to mix, to do the espresso martini with grand bruleau. And our formula is basically one shot of grand bruleau, half a shot of of half and half, and then a little vanilla. Shake it. Vanilla extra? Uh, Yeah, uh, vanilla syrup. Okay. And you pour, you shake it, you pour it. And one of the things to look at is if you look at any espresso martini, look at the foam. The foam basically tells you if the quality of the coffee is good or bad. Mm. If it sits and starts to break apart, tell the bartender to get you a new one. Hopefully, you'll ask for a Grand boulot at that point. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, when you shake a Grand boulot and you pour that into the into a martini glass with this, uh, as an espresso martini, I think you're going to like it. Um, in terms of the rollout, like I, my, my, the whole. To answer your question directly, it's never what we thought it was, right. but it's tracking really, really well. In terms of distribution, we're extremely proud. In terms, we've, we've, um, you know, we have almost we have more than five hundred accounts. You know, and growing, and growing tremendously, right? For example, when we launched, we also launched in Paris and in London. In London, were the Espresso Martini at Five Hartford, Five Hartford. If you Google it. It's the most exclusive club in the world.
1: Wow. Where is right?
2: it? It's on it's on Hartford Street. Oh, okay, gosh. Excuse me. Right? But it's 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 a it's a it's a club where you know it's George Clooney and his, his wife. It's all it's really well-known people. Extremely private. It's so private they won't tell you what the cost is. You know, and it's uh it's extremely exclusive, and we were chosen. So I think that says something. In Paris, for example, we're at the. Um, Oh, my God, the Park Hyatt Hotel, right? the Park Hyatt Hotel, we have Jean Munoz, who's the bar director. I took on a bigger position, but there we are. They do the espresso martini, but they also do some of their own creations. But these are all incredible places. In 2019, Le Syndicat in Paris, which chose the number one bar in the world, were there as well in one of their own drinks. So if you take Paris and London, between those two, we have over a hundred accounts. If you go now to, you go across the pond, you go to New York, now we're New York, New Jersey, soon to be Connecticut and Boston, Georgia, launching in Florida now on July 1st,
0: Texas and California, soon launching in Colorado. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to get to in in terms of, you know, uh, uh, westward expansion. But before I get into that, um, how? Why is it so challenging for to to, to get distribution?
1: Because yeah. we've had a number of spirit brands um, on on the show, and as you're as you're speaking about that, allow me to say thank you to the folks at Class A Vodka. Yes, Crystal, Tim, thank you guys so much. We, we make, love y'all. We'll, we'll make sure you get a taste of their product. Sure. Um, Visionaries. The Instagram handle is at Class A. Uh, underscore vodka, do you believe? Uh, that's class A with a K. The slogan is class in every glass. We have them on the show for a reason. We stand on it for a reason. Make sure you get your hands on a bottle of class A. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But,
2: you know, love we, to we, try it.
1: Yeah, we'll make it's, sure it's, that it it's, amazing. it's French
0: distilled, yes. also, you know. Wonderful. Um, so another connection to France. I uh, think TVOP may need to take a trip to, to France. Yes, because maybe so. We have Francois on the show. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we have <had> Francois. <laughs> uh, but, in all seriousness, like, wh- why is it so challenging to to gain distribution? Number one, and then allow your distribution to get you into the really, you know, important markets and, and bars and, and hotels and things like that. Well, alcohol is highly regulated, number one.
2: So the compliance piece is 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 quite complex, right? So that's number one. Number two is you have. Tens of thousands of brands, and everyone's vying for attention, right? So at the end, here I come, you know, my group, right? We come in with with Crambulo. The great thing, so so going in with something new, it's untested, right? So they have, if they're going to be spending effort on on the sales, you know, it's a lot easier to sell Casamigos, than to sell Crambulo, right? New segment, new offering. Um, so it's my responsibility to make sure that we have the tools to facilitate that. And we do. Um, it's just, it's the beauty of competition. Sure. You know, you gotta work, you gotta work harder than the rest. As an experience, going back earlier in terms of who we are as a company, as a culture. We're very, very small, but there's a lot of talent. You know, our, our investors are class A. You know, are the people that we work with all have experience. Um, we just uh, aligned ourselves with, uh, with Blue Ridge Wine and Spirits out of Atlanta,
1: okay. which is
2: a Class A team of professionals They have incredible experience. And not only are they a great partner, but I have known them now for, I guess, for almost seven years, eight years. And it's a relationship. When I was CEO of stock, they were interested in buying one of the brands that in my portfolio. And that negotiation... Said the kind of people that we were, you know. And lo and behold, years later, it was like, why don't we work together? Wow. You know, so it goes back to validating. You know, life is all about series of steps, sure. right? And if you're taking, and if you're on that stairway, and you built it, right? I'm just thinking of this now. Probably the ground below is making me feel very there we good. There go. Sounds <laughs> a good product. <laughs> but if you're building that stairway, and you skip a step. Someone can fall through. Wow. Right? So you got to make sure that when you make every step, you make it sturdy to withstand that weight so that you can take the next
0: one. I want to interject for a second because that's powerful. Um, I think you and I have talked about this a number of times in terms of we live in this microwave society where we expect for our dreams, uh, just because we have a passion about whatever it is, for it to manifest Overnight. Overnight or instantaneously, right? What I'm hearing from you, and you've said this word a number of times, is patience. Uh, you've done research, right? You, you've done the right things to have a solid foundation. And as we're building this stair steps, you know, ladder, if you will, um, if you don't do it right and you miss a step, those behind you could fall through, right? Exactly. And so... Why, why do people struggle with moving at a responsible pace, if that makes sense?
2: That goes back to the most important thing, which is sense of purpose. Okay. Right? When you have a sense of purpose and you know where you want to go, you're going to make sure that everything there strengthens that. If you don't have a strong sense of purpose and it's just merely, call it a, a superficial goal right, which is basically I need this amount of money to make it so quick and I don't care who I burn in the process, those steps are not going to be very sturdy. You're going to have to tiptoe around it. You're going to have to tiptoe because the culture is not right, the product is weak, the partners are not there, are not committed, the people that you're working with are not people you can trust. You know, so that's going to be a very wobbly staircase or ladder,
0: Right? How do you build solid relationships with partners that necess- that won't necessarily benefit from your success or failure in your business, right? There's There's partners that you have within your w- within your business model, yeah. right that you have to lean on. Um, it may not benefit them one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like how do you um, massage those relationships or even build those relationships? Because earlier you mentioned the company that you worked with as a CEO before, they came back and now you guys are partnered together, right? Like you don't, I'm sure you didn't know five, six years ago, however long it was, that, that they would come back on the scene. You see, the way that you phrased it helped me give, helped
2: me prepare the answer. Sure. Right? Because for me, it's never about, we're sitting here, Right? But it's not about the podcast, right? That's just incidental to the fact that we're sitting. This is about building a relationship, Uh you know, that when I leave, you go, hey, you know what, Francisco's not a bad guy. You know, "Maybe, maybe he can help me, I can help him, maybe the three of us can do something, right? Because when I leave, they should say, I think I can trust him, right? And... And through time, you're going to say, I can, or shit.
1: Know. <laughs>
2: Where was that smoke coming from?
1: <laughs> I think what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, we, we all do business in this, in this room, right? But what I've, what I've learned, especially over the growth of our show, is that, yes, it's one thing numbers on a sheet of paper, you know, it costs this much, months, whatever, but people do business, people do business, excuse me, with people that they like yep. and people 100%. that they can trust 100% you know i'm in the real estate industry right now and i get phone calls every day Cuff who knows and there are certain people like i don't care how much money you're going to put on the table i don't like you so therefore i'm not going to do business with you completely like but next time you call me you're going to have to have a better attitude or i, I don't care what you put I, i'm not going to work with you because i don't like you and if I don't like you, I'm not going to let you work with any people that I work with. Because they're going look at me like I'm crazy. Um, one of the things he said when he stepped out during our break, this is saying he had. He said, character is leaving the table when respect is no longer being served. Which is basically what you were just talking about. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as, the, as a leader, as a guy who's out front, so on and so forth. When it comes to you... When it comes to you making a decision like maybe one of those hard decisions or this, if somebody approaches you and says hey Francisco we like what you guys are doing you know can we sit down and talk about expanding into territory XYZ do yeah that, and
0: that's where I was going to go earlier too. Do you is evaluate like,
1: how that person is on the phone with you do you evaluate the tone of their emails like how do you evaluate whether or not I'm going to move forward with that
2: I have multiple examples I had people with a lot of cash having lunch with and just through the questions, the demeanors, the demeanor, understanding what they were like. There was somebody that I didn't approve because it, it was gonna be detrimental to the culture that I, that I wanted to build. And for me, there, it's not, about, it's not about, about the money, and it goes back to my father. You know, it, it goes back to, there are things that are better left undone or are done, I'm sorry, right. done with somebody else. Because a sense of purpose is always there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, but you're not, but you're not going to, you're not, you know, like my uncle would always say, it's, it's about a marathon, not a sprint, and that's sure. and it's all you use, right? So, at the end of the day, anybody can make a lot of money making the wrong choices. Okay. But the most important thing is putting your head at night and having a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's what I dream about today.
1: <laughs> it,
0: it's, it's very poignant That we're on this topic Right And that's kind of What I was asking about earlier um, And it might be The grand blue Coming out right now For me too But It's a truth serum It is a truth serum Come story. on <laughs> um, <laughs> Business is tricky Right Yeah. And I think Especially being in In the United States Who is super fast paced We got to get it Right now Or yesterday Right yeah. Which, which then creates the distrust because I'm, I'm, I may burn you to get to you, right? You know what I mean? But um, the, the, the slow, methodical, uh, wins the race mentality that you are, mm-hmm. you know, leveraging and, and taking into the marketplace, A, is appreciated by me. But, you know, when people are trying to come up with a business solution and, and be a disruptor in a category like Grand mm-hmm. Bruleau is, um, how do you... I shouldn't say how, but you've chosen to walk through this marketplace with a level of prestige and dignity that doesn't worry about the financial impact because you know at the end of the road, the payoff will be there, or maybe it won't be, right? But for those that are, I think that the mindset of a lot of people that may be listening to this is like, well, oh, he's got a lot of money, so he, he can take that chance. I don't have, you know, that type of disposable income. What, what what say you to that person that's that's got a fantastic idea? Um, maybe doesn't have a lot of money and that that is so hungry to win that they are leveraging relationships and burning relationships early in their career and not knowing what's you know around the bend.
2: Right. Yeah. No, let me go back for a second. The most important thing is. Sense of urgency, uh-huh. and I'm not contradicting myself, but sense of urgency is critical. Okay. And because, and, and, and just because you have urgency doesn't mean that you're not going to do the right thing. Right. I, I would say you just do it a lot, you make the decision a lot more quickly. Because, you know, I've always worked my whole life. You know, I've put a lot into this and... You know, and, and there's a lot of sacrifice, personal sacrifice, there's a lot of things that if you just go out and work for somebody else, things are easier. Sure, Right? sure. But yeah. I always tell people, you know, I always tell, and I said this for many, many years, but I never wanted to die thinking I could've, I should've, mm-hmm. and I would've, right? Those are things that I never do, and I always tell my kids, I said, if you have an idea, please bring it to me. Because if it's worthwhile, You know, I'll help you pursue it. Right? Um, I'm working on a project right now with Grand Boulot that I can't tell you right now. Let me just put it this way, it's delicious. Amen. All
1: right. You can tell us
2: when it might cuts off. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Then we'll do a sweepstakes. (laughs) I love it. But the point is, it's an idea that I had based on trends, because there's always strategy is extremely important in everything that we do. But to but to the people listening, if you have an idea, well you can write to me. I'd love to take a look at it, and I'll sign NDAs out of respect. I always, when people come to me with an idea, the first thing I ask them is, listen, send me an NDA, don't send me anything, because God forbid something happens, you know, I want to help you, but I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to steal anything, because I All never right. you, want,
0: you want comfort for that person.
2: Right. So, and there's always somebody that wants to hear what they want to hear, though, like I tell my son, who has an idea every day, I said, you got to write stuff out. Because if you don't write stuff out and just leave it as an idea, someone else is going to execute it. You're welcome. Right? So here it's a matter of show the effort, show the dedication, show the, show the belief that you have. Because the last thing you want is when it comes out to the market and it's making a fortune, you go, oh, I had that idea. Well, knucklehead, everybody had that idea. That yeah, but, somebody
0: did it. But what I'm, what I'm talking about is the person that's so, for lack of a better term, like money-hungry. Like i got get i got I gotta get the money. What I hear you talking about is more of a process and system and relationships i, I you know we mentioned the word money one time, I believe if yeah. I'm not mistaken well
1: it, it goes back to what he said at the very beginning too it's it's I mean, um we not talk all the time, but it, it's it's moving with a certain level of integrity always you are okay. definitely what we would call a stand up guy. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate it, and yeah. so we've had multiple conversations. We have got to know each other over the phone. You're and, hard to get a hold of sometimes. Very hard. <laughs> because of the territory. But like I know from he and our perspective, I'm, I'm like not perfect. From he, from from our perspective as a show, like we appreciate working with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's Likewise, it's been absolutely. it's been great, and we're definitely looking forward to bigger things in the future for sure. I do have to say thank you to the good folks at Dallas Leaf LLC. Um, whether it's cigars. Charitable events, entertainment, whatever it might be, uh, folks, give the folks at Dallas Leaf LLC. The website is DallasSafeLLC The Instagram handle is at DallasSafe LLC. They they strengthen numbers is is the, is one of the taglines, and when you work with them, you will understand. Support is free. Absolutely, support is free. Now, to your point, Cuff, it is time to land the plane. This is gonna be the funnest part of the interview. Go ahead and break that bottle. I don't bottle know over.
0: if we've ever. I know we've had it like Class A on and other people on, but like. Never a sponsor that we have something special like this for right. that we do. So here we go. We're gonna land the plane. Brought to you by the good folks at Grand Bruleau. Guys, make sure you go to your nearest uh, retailer here in North Texas if you're here, and grab a bottle of this beautiful black and gold uh,
1: Grand Bruleau. And as we're as we're pouring this this uh, this, this beautiful uh, elixir, if you will. Uh, a huge thank you to Jameson and the Lover's team. Yeah. You picked a good Brothers. guy to work with. Absolutely. Shout out to Jameson. Shout out to Mrs. Jameson. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this has been great.
2: Jameson is our national brand ambassador. You
1: picked a good one. You picked well, a good
2: he, one. He also picked us and gave us the opportunity. Cheers. So thank,
1: thank all of you. Absolutely. So as we land the plane, brought to you by Grand Brulow, one of the questions we ask everybody on the show. It's you and a round table, kind of like this, when there are five other seats. You get to have five other people at your table. The only caveat or stipulation is that you can't have you know, the higher power you believe in, because that's too easy. But outside of that, who are the five people you want at your table?
0: My customers. You got. You have five seats. So we'll just put all five, your customers five. in one,
1: it's one big chair. We'll get all your customers there, and now you get four. Now, four now Francisco, I get it.
0: You know that's a really safe answer. <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: get,
0: let's get some five individuals that you want at your table, dead or alive. Dead or alive.
2: Is there another show coming up? <laughs> no, it's. Um... Dead or alive. Who do I want at my table?
0: And we've got a beautiful bottle of Grand Brulot. Maybe you have a mild cigar and you can just sit back and ask this person anything or these persons. Well, you know who I want? Who?
2: The founder of Padrón. Okay. Right? right. So he's one. one. There's one. The next guy that I want is the guy that created, and I'm going to say this. Like for uh, I I love those people that created something bigger than themselves, mm-hmm. but it's but it started out from when they when they thought of the idea and how they saw it through. It's not the last generation.
0: Okay,
2: who is that? So for example,
0: Sam Walton. Mm, oh, so fantastic! You know, I believe you're t- the
1: first person to say it. I'm
0: I pretty sure. A- I think so too. Yeah, so I mean, that, that that that's a. A huge one, right.
2: but but yeah. In terms of what he what he thought, the other person that I would have is Melinda Gates.
0: Ooh, Ooh. never had that one on the show. Three because for three.
2: Of, well, the thing with her is basically what she's doing in terms of philanthropy, uh-huh. you know, in terms of health, and somebody that although she had the Gates name, but she was a star on her own. So that's that's how many seats is this? You got you got two three, you
0: got two left. I got two tables so far Yeah, uh Sam Walton, uh Melinda Gates, and, and uh, My
2: customers.
0: Your customers <laughs> <laughs> and the founder of Padron. The founder or founder or creator, Padron. creator
1: creator of Padron, however you yeah. put it. Or a Padron. Two more. And
2: then I have um let me see some Walter Cronkite. Ooh. Wow. Four for four. Come yeah. on. I have Walter. I mean, that was news at its best. Yeah.
1: Deliver- delivering...
2: Time. Oh, and my, and my favorite, Tim Russert. Okay. One was the journalism, and one was the guy that you never knew where he stood. It was just about the issues properly presented.
0: I like Tim Russert. Shout out to him.
1: That's a good tape. Yeah, I, that's I mean... That's a really good
0: tape. It, it sucks that he passed away in 08, mm-hmm. but... Um, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. That's a time. really, really good title. And Walter Cronkite as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an absolutely uh, uh, incredible list. I, I didn't realize, or maybe you can help uh, clarify, like, why is the news and media so important to you? Because you had two people that were broadcasters or, or reporters. Right.
2: One of them was... It was all about the integrity of the news. Back okay. then, there were three networks. There was, we were, I mean, I still remember the chalk, the, the boards reporting the death in Viet, the Vietnam War, right? And you had to have total trust in the media. And it was about the news. It was little editorializing. Then, for me, it's the most important thing in life, one of the most important things in society, right? It's, a, it's about what keeps us together. And it's the right information at the right time, right? And at the end, we have to know what is really going on. And you, and you have to leave out what I think or what I believe. It's what's actually out there. Then once you know the facts, then you can, like in society with laws, then you can take that information. Digest and it. You digest it, and then you find out what's right, what's wrong, or how best to improve it. It's not about who's the enemy, right? Because we live together.
0: Yeah. And it's unfortunately with the media and where we are now in 2021, there's, there's such, and I'll break this down super quick, right? There's such a level of distrust with the media, Well, why is that? Well, because the media really only that the owners of the, the stations truly care about the advertising dollars and the money, right? So we're just going to lead with what's "quote unquote" sexy or or has an appeal to it. If it bleeds. And it's, it leads. Yeah, if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, sex sells and all that stuff, but it's not true reporting, right? Um, and it's unfortunate, but it, but it is the reality that we're living in. And so, you know, obviously, Mo and myself were not around when Walter Cronkite mm-hmm. was was there um, and, and and leading one. You know. Being the news correspondent for one of the three major networks, but there's just such a um, a distrust for Completely. the media right yeah and it's very it's, it's sad but it's it is the world that we live in, and we 're not going to go into a, a, a political rant or banter, um, but I thought that was super interesting that that the media was a part of your answer, and I think the reason why I find it so interesting though is because look at look at the generational difference, right? When you were growing up, it was trustworthy, it, the media meant something. Where we are and our, our daughters, right? I, I don't even know what that's going to look like when um, our kids I'm are afraid to see what it looks like. When well, our it it'll be it'll be vastly, vastly different, for sure. It'll be vastly well, it's manipulation different. Manipulation of the message. 100%.
2: And so where's the truth, right? Yeah. So so if I may, yeah. Like, one of the things... I always tell... When I give an example, I always Yeah, People have to personalize things. Right? You don't like Obamacare, well, what don't you like?
0: They don't know. They don't know. They don't
2: don't like like Obama. Right. But at the end of the day, thanks to Obama, my wife was able to have... You know, I was protected because if you had private insurance, you didn't have it, but you had a pre-existing condition. So I'm eternally grateful. Right? Can things be better? Of course they can be better. But it was was phenomenal. Um, One of the things that... I always tell people, is is my kids, I tell them, you got to read the whole article. Right?
0: Because. And you have to read different articles.
2: Absolutely. And you got to read different articles. I grew up reading Time Magazine and Newsweek. For me, I've always been, I won't say what I read, but. <laughs> go you ahead. Can, you go can ahead. imagine. <laughs> you know, I would read Newsweek and then I would read Time because it was two different points of view, right? And I would go with, uh, with what I, and I would go with what I thought was right, but I was always well-read. Nowadays, you gotta go to the last paragraph mm-hmm. because if you don't read the last paragraph, you know, that's where they tell you the truth because they have to, if not they have to do the disclaimers. Right, so when I speak to people, my brother and I would call them headliners.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They would read the headline and say, oh, did you see this? And i said, well wait, <laughs> you didn't read the whole article, did you? It uh,
0: has nothing to do with that, that title. Exactly,
2: exactly. So yeah, so people have to read more, people have to be more curious. Like, even with Grand Below, you know, you gotta be curious. You gotta, I love to research, not because I love to research, but because I have to, and then I enjoy because I'm learning. And if I'm learning, I'm a better person
0: for it. You're growing, for sure. Um, So, first and foremost, a huge thank you to you um, A, for being on the podcast, B, for being a sponsor uh, of the podcast, um, C, for making a phenomenal product. I, I and I'm gonna step out on the limb here, Mo. Neither one of us are big cognac drinkers, but we drink that. But but <laughs> we, we do vibe out with uh, with Grand Bruleau. Um I want to encourage everybody that's listening to us. Um, make sure to just try it one time. I think that it will be a a very pleasant surprise. Big surprise, yes. It's it, the word balance came up earlier. That I think that is very very appropriate. Um, it's a it's a very um, heavy on the coffee accent that is smooth. It is, um, like we're right now we're drinking it on ice. Um, it's not hard. It's not hard to, 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 to drink or anything like that. So, uh, it's easy. it's very yeah. easy, but bold, you know, um, you know, you've got the, 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 uh, French flag on there with the gold and black, Grand Bruleau label you guys have seen it on our Instagram page and if you're not already following us please make sure you do so and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so Francisco um, we ask this question to every single one of our, our guests um, that come into the lab what is the long-term vision for Francisco and Grand Bruleau
2: to make sure that Grand Brulot is a Grand Brulot cocktail is within an arm's reach at every fine bar
0: and restaurant. Love that. Love that. And how can our, our, our visionaries get a hold of you or, or follow Grand Brulot?
2: Francisco at GrandBrulot.com.
0: I answer my emails.
2: And he won't then, answer his phone. No,
1: definitely, definitely not my yeah, we phone We can attest, he does answer emails We can attest to that But the
2: emails I will And then the hashtag uh, Graham Boulot on Instagram
0: Alright, and so um, In case you didn't know We do have a magical time machine here in the lab um, What advice would Francisco be giving himself from five years ago? So who you are today you're talking to your younger self. What advice are you giving yourself?
2: Don't underestimate the time it takes to be successful. Put in the work. Yeah, don't get, don't get ahead of yourself. Okay. Every step will take a lot longer. Okay. Every step will take much more effort. Okay. And if you said it costs a dollar, it's going to cost you two. Just like real estate. Mm. Yeah. i right now.
1: <laughs>
0: all right now we're gonna we're gonna hit the fast forward button on the uh, tape deck right it's old school since we're 80s babies um what advice would you be giving yourself well excuse me what advice is the older version of francisco what advice is he giving you today
2: continue to work as hard continue to trust the right people
0: and don't underestimate the mm-hmm. amount of effort it takes. I love it. I love it. Well, gentlemen, this has been um, an outstanding experience for the Vision Lab podcast. This I want to do great. a quick toast to our sponsor, Graham Brulow. Guys, again, if you're not already, uh, go get a bottle. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, tag Graham Brulow. Let him know that that you heard us. That you heard of him on the Vision Lab podcast. Um, it's a it's a really, really good product. We stand behind it, like Mo says, for a reason. Um, thank you, Francisco. Thank you to the my Grand team. Thank you to Jameson uh, and the Lovers team. Remember, visionaries, each one of our guests that are coming into the lab are dropping nuggets of wisdom here on the Trail of Life. Ultimately, my friends,
1: it's up to you to pick them up. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. The voice you've been listening to is Francisco Tonarelli, the owner, CEO, co-founder of... Uh, Our sponsor, Grand Brule Cognac. Yes. Francisco, thank you again for making the flight. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sitting in with us. And uh, obviously, we look forward to a a bright future with each other. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Vision Lab Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Blessings.